What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Right now, step back. I like this TK. TK. I like this TK. I like that. Yeah, it's the Mavericks. All about action. Don't do no acting. No Samuel Jackson. Dirk get the ball. You know that it's magic. Post move deadly. Yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball. Yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30. Don't gotta ask him. Got Chris Stapps. Coach at the Adam. I spaz like Dallas. Seth thought I'm rapping. God. If Lucas shoot the ball, you know that it's cash. But my boy still living the past. Now he got my boy Chris Stapps. Looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just want a ring. Want to fit a gap on your team head. I ain't talking hats. Dang, I'm Welcome back to another edition of the Step Back, a Mavs podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and DallasBasketball.com colleague, Matt Glatson. Uh, we have our guy, Mike Fisher, here, the fish tonight. He is uh, he is joining us to talk a little bit about uh, Mavs uh, free agency and some, you know, some trade ideas that we've come up with in the past week and uh, the Dwight Powell situation and and what the Mavs could do with Courtney Lee. But Fish, how you doing tonight? Good. Now, of course, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, we wish you a good night, a good morning, uh, happy noon time. We, you know, it's, we're not live. I mean, we're like live. <laughs> but yeah, if you so, so when we say tonight, what we really mean is right now. Okay. I'll... <laughs> yes. 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 That's true. Hold on, just a second. Nighttime where Dalton Trigg lives, it's always nighttime. But where you're listening, it might the times vary according to showtimes. Right. You might you might be in your car. You know, <laughs> you might be in your car on your way to work. You know, That's in the I'm morning. But... <laughs> this show is as good as a live radio show, but it isn't actually a live radio show. Well. In the future, we might have to do something to change that, but for now. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but Matt, how you doing? Good. I'm uh, I'm ready to talk some basketball because since the the Warriors were such a holes and had to sweep the Trailblazers, <laughs> there's literally nothing on TV. So. Yep. Hey, but at least at least the uh, the Raptors kept that series from being a sweep. You know, we get we get weekend basketball. <laughs> So it's not. Yes, that is that is nice. It's not all bad, but anyway, we'll you know we'll start off on the on the Dwight Powell subject. You know, obviously uh, there was a report from Yahoo that that he had chosen to opt out of his contract. And Fish, you know, from what we've discussed earlier in the week, and from what you've already written about. That might not be the case. So, uh, you want to talk about that for a little bit? Well, he has not opted out. That's 100% sure. So, that makes the story wrong. Um, he hasn't told the Mavericks he's going to opt out. So, that makes the story pretty wrong. And I think that the Mavericks' plan, in fact, I know the Mavericks' plan is completely unchanged as to where it was uh, weeks and months ago, exit, exit interview time when the plan was to have Dwight Powell get an extension 
and continue to be a part of the Mavericks, and and he wanted to continue to be a part of the Mavericks. You, you know, and I, I say this with all due respect to everybody that's scrambling to find stories like this. You, you're just you just got to ask the principals, and so. Uh, in, in the case of Yahoo, I don't know how they wouldn't have gotten around to asking uh, Dwight Powell and his agent, uh, uh, Donnie Nelson and Mark Cuban. And then you got to factor in some logic, too. Now, I do think that there's Mavericks fans, plenty of them. Mike Bassick and I did this the other day on 105.3 The Fan, where you, you, you kind of, there are those who wish he'd opt out and leave because that's $10 million of room, and, and couldn't you get better players for $10 million. Right. That's Bassett's argument, and I get it. But as we're putting together this story and, and trying to use logic as part of this story, the last time we saw Dwight Powell, where was he? He was with Luca in Slovenia. And Carlisle. Yes. Now, does that sound... sound so he basically, he went on a Slovenian tour with Rick Carlisle. Now, does that sound like something somebody do if they're planning on leaving? No, no, <laughs> not logically. So I think I think and listen, if I if I turn out to be wrong, I will owe uh, Yahoo Sports a free beer at the Maverick Bar. But I'm, <laughs> yeah. but, I'm but but I'm not wrong. Uh, they, they, they goof this story up. Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to Dwight Powell, like you said, there's there's a certain part like because I remember earlier in the season, I was 100 percent. You know, that's what I wanted was Dwight Powell to opt out. Now, I didn't necessarily want him to to leave, but I wanted him to opt out and I guess selfishly, you know, try to test the market and then, you know, eventually just end up signing a lesser deal uh, for more years with the Mavs. And that's still an option that's on the table. You know, it just, even if he, even even if he. It's a a theoretical option. Right. Yeah, and, and listen. And, and the, the idea of him opting out and all of a sudden now you have, you know, the potential of $40 million in cap room instead of 30 I'm, I'm not arguing against that. I get that. And Bassett's point is, look at these rosters of these teams that are in the playoffs, and they've got this $3 million guy here and this $6 million guy there. So do you really need a role player in Dwight Powell making $10 million? But guys, and, and you two know this better than Yahoo Sports does, what do the Mavericks think of Dwight Powell? What do they think of him? Well, they they love him, right? Yeah, they, they they think they think that he is a unique role player. Uh, he, he's also the highest character guy, and we should not take that for granted. So we can have the debate, but um, while we're having the debate, if the Mavericks and Dwight Powell have already made up their minds to stay married together. I don't think we should waste too much time on the debates. That's all I'm saying. It's you know we're arguing whether or not the sky is blue. All you got to look up there is blue. So why are we arguing? Right, Matt. Your thoughts? Well, I, my question, Fish, is could could this be part of a strategy, maybe, to manipulate the cap in a way where, say, they they sign some players and then they go over the cap to re-sign him to an extension, or is it, you know? Or, or is it something else? Is there some other strategy with him either, you know, opting out or or staying opted in or using him as a trade chip or, I don't know. That's that's what that's what I'm curious about. Yeah, go to DallasBasketball.com as where you guys live and go find the David Lord story on what's really going on here. And he kind of breaks down the over the cap and the timing and the signing him last. Can you really do that? 
Um, the, and, and that's very educational. The thing that I would shut down is the trade. I, I don't think they do this with Dwight Powell so they end up trading him. I think what they're doing with Dwight Powell is so they end up keeping him. And I would add one more chapter to this, if I may. His agent is Jeff Schwartz. Right. Jeff, Jeff Schwartz is not trying to trick the Mavericks. He is not pulling the rug out from under the Mavericks, and the Mavericks aren't pulling the rug out from under him. Whatever they're doing with Dwight Powell, they're doing it together. We'll and, see. And there's not. Go we'll, ahead. We'll see, and that's another thing too, because when that report came out that that Powell had opted out, you know, there, people were were speculating that this was this was an attempt by Powell and and his agent, you know, Swartz. Uh, to gain some kind of leverage because, you know, by, by, by opting out, the Mavs wouldn't be able to trade him. If he opts in, you know, they could, they could trade him, but if he opts out, uh, they wouldn't be able to do that. And you also have a, a cap hold of like $14 million. So that really, it really doesn't do the Mavs any favors unless they renounce his rights. And then at that point, I mean, uh, I mean, you got to think that their chances of keeping him after that aren't, aren't that great, but, uh, that that's one confusing thing for me because the the way they made it sound was was like Powell was trying to uh, gain some leverage and I guess and, a new contract. And, and I'm telling you, that's not confusing to me because that's not the way these parties work. There's no there's no way that Jeff Schwartz is trying to screw the Mavericks. Right. Uh, fam- famously, Donnie Nelson told me we were we were I was doing a Texas Legends game and he came on as our yes and. We talked about this just a couple years ago about how the 2011 championship team should give Jeff Schwartz a ring for how much he helped assemble that <laughs> roster, and and they probably should. They should probably. Uh, uh, by the way, I could also use one. I got a I got a finger that just burning for a ring. So <laughs> and I, and I I contributed greatly. So it's just it's completely out of character and nonsense to suggest espionage by these people against each other. And and then, again, I'll, I'll close with saying this one more time. I don't have Yahoo's report right in front of me, but either its report or ensuing reports made it sound like Dwight Powell has opted out. And we have access to the transaction wire. And Dwight Powell hasn't opted out because, as we speak, he's not on the transaction wire. So he hasn't opted out. Right. Yeah. Well, look. Matt, do you have any other thoughts on that before we move on? Yeah, that, that, that was my next thing is I, I don't understand how Yahoo – because, I mean, it, it, they didn't just make it sound like he had opted out. They, they made it, like, pretty clear that he had opted out. But from what I understand, you have to report transactions like this to the NBA, and nothing was ever reported. There was nothing ever listed on the transaction wire. Yet, yet people are still saying, you know – all over Twitter because this one guy makes a report, you know, reportedly Dwight Powell has opted out and then such and such. And then other people start writing stories about it and it just spreads like wildfire. And I I just don't understand how, how how those things happen. Well, we, 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 we kind of live in a uh, shortcut sports coverage society. Um, so nobody, too few people are willing to make the, the one more phone call. Guys, you should see this on Cowboys contracts. I don't know how much attention you pay to it. <laughs> the media has screwed up every single and stuck its foot in where it doesn't belong into every single cowboy negotiation so far with screw ups and misinformation and lies and bad guesses. Um, they 
when I say they, I mean we. I mean, we're, we're all supposed to be in this together to try to do the right thing. Best and the brightest, Watergate, Woodward and Bernstein. And we're on Twitter saying Tank Lawrence has demanded $23.5 million. And the agent, David Cantor, told me we could never ask for that. And I said, how close was he? Is that guess? And he said, he said, I don't know where he got it from. That's a million dollars more than we asked for. But it, it made it into print. It made it into a major publication. And it became facts. Uh, the the negotiation for Amari Cooper. The newspaper wrote the other day that Amari Cooper made a contract demand that was so outrageous that it had the Cowboys' eyes popping out of their heads. That was on May 8th, I believe. On May 8th, and, and I don't know about since then, but on May 8th and shortly thereafter, you know why the, the Cowboys weren't outraged at Amari Cooper's contract demand? Because he hadn't made one at all. <laughs> He had not issued, his side had not issued any proposal to the Cowboys at that time, nor had the Cowboys issued their proposal. Uh, we're in the locker room with that press guy today, and he turns to one of the reporters, and he says, why are you always beating me up? And the reporter says, what are you talking about? Well, Dak's talking about, is that, he's talking about, talking about Dak's money as if we know what we're talking about. We don't have any idea what Dak Prescott's contract was going to be. And I'll give you one more screw up. And I know this is where Mavericks focus, but but this is important in terms of the way we do our jobs. Tristan Hill, Mavericks top draft pick, the second rounder, defensive lineman, had some uh, immaturity issues in college at Central Florida. Rod Marinelli, defensive coordinator, gets to know him really well, gets really comfortable with him. They draft him at ninety. Rod Marinelli has him sign uh, a a um, work hard, work ethic contract. And just a personal contract between the two of us. Hey, you know, I promise to work hard. Yes, sir, I do promise to work hard. The newspaper wrote that the Dallas Cowboys have forced Tristan Hill, because of his bad behavior, to sign an addendum contract where he promises to work hard. And Yahoo took that story and rewrote it and then called the NFLPA and suggested they investigate the Cowboys for, for signing illegal contracts with their players. Unbeknownst to these reporters who should know better, Rod Marinelli does that with all his defensive linemen, and he's done it for years. It's a contract signed in crayon, basically. It's a I promise to be good daddy contract. It's not a contract contract. It's like when my sons got me a mug on Father's Day saying, world's greatest dad. They don't mean it. It's just a mug. (laughs) 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 But, But the Cowboys almost got into trouble over that. Uh, the tank negotiations uh, that they wasted a half a day because both sides thought the other side had leaked something. But David Cantor and Stephen Jones were like barking at each other, wondering which one of them was the idiot who told the media some made-up number. And they, after a half a day, they realized it was neither one of us. The idiots are in the media. And I think that's happened again here on the Dwight Powell case. Yeah, I mean, you got to... You'd have to, in my opinion, if you don't hear it directly from Powell or his agent, you know, you, I would probably be hesitant to report something like that unless I'm hearing it directly from, or even from the Mavs themselves, you know. Okay, uh, let, let me try this on you. Since this is a transaction, and it's not a controversial transaction, if he, he has the right to do that. If you're Chris B. Haynes, is that his name? I believe Yes. Why wouldn't you have the agent, if that's who told you that, why wouldn't you have the agent say it on the record? We decided to opt out. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's not a sourcey secret story. That's that's that would be a that would be an announcement, and he can announce it to Christy Haynes first if he wants to. Well, I'm suggesting to you that the reason it wasn't announced by Christy Haynes is because it hasn't been announced because it hasn't happened and it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, and I mean I think. There's one thing everybody can agree on, and uh, honestly, that's why it was such a shock, because everybody expects Dwight Powell to be back with the Mavs. The Mavs themselves, uh, you know, they, they expect Powell to be back. Like Fish said, they love him. Hard worker. He's improved every single season since he came over in that Rondo trade. And I said yep. this I said this the other day. Uh, I was talking to somebody on Twitter, but I said it the other day. Who would have thought that when that Rondo trade went down in 2014 that we would be sitting here saying that Dwight Powell was the was tied for the longest tenured Maverick, you know, well, since Dirk retired. Yeah. You know, Dirk's retired now, so that that makes Dwight Powell, you know, <laughs> the longest tenured Maverick on the roster. So that that's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's too bad we had to take Rondo so we could get Powell. <laughs> hey, yeah, absolutely. Hey, we can add him back this summer if we want to. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll move on from that. Uh, I'm sure you know once it's officially announced that uh, you know what he's decided to do, we'll we'll just we'll go ahead and assume that uh, he is gonna opt in, and then they'll go from there with an extension. But there you uh, go. Before we move on, we're going to talk about Courtney Lee a little bit, but we were talking about uh, championship rings a little bit earlier and how Jeff Jeff Swartz, you know, he, he probably needs one. But uh, I've written about this in the past, but, you know, when I go down to New Orleans, uh, my wife and I, we made friends with this security guard down there. His name is Andre Menzies, and he – Sometime during that season, the championship season, when the Mavs were in New Orleans, you know, Mark Cuban, he sits behind the bench and everything. And uh, Andre told him that that year they were going to win the title. And, you know, Mark Cuban was just carrying on with him and everything. And he was just like, if I guess this right, and he said that he he specifically told him that he was going to go through the the Lakers and beat the two-time defending champs and all this other stuff. And, he said, if, he said, if I'm right, you owe me a, a championship ring. Mark Cuban agreed to it, and he actually followed through with that afterwards. So that, that's, there you a, go. <laughs> that's a pretty cool story. Mr. Andre came to my came to my wedding, you know, a few years yeah. ago, and he was rocking the bling, and it, it was it, it's a pretty cool story. But you said that about Swartz getting a ring, and I was thinking, like, I know a dude that actually got a ring <laughs> just off of a bet. So. Right. Well, in that <laughs> postseason i predicted that the lakers would beat the mavericks so it seems like the lakers owe me a ring if they ever win one again (laughs) (laughs) doesn't seem likely right now (laughs) i mean in hindsight when you look at it i mean the lakers just they have they haven't been the same since that sweep i mean it's almost like that completely demolished them for (laughs) well they put the head coach they put the legendary head coach out of business uh, they essentially put the so-called legendary star out of business, and with all these assets that they have, just because they're who they are, it's just hilarious for them to go six years with being this bad. And you know, we all love Magic Johnson as a you know, as an iconic guy. And if you're in a room with Magic Johnson, you you notice you know it, it, there there is something just special about his aura. Uh, 
but the day that they put him in charge of the Lakers as a Mavericks fan, I was like, good. (laughs) (laughs) Because because he's not invested in running the Lakers like a like a GM. He's invested in in being on TV and being seen and smiling. And and they should they should make Magic Johnson the the director of smiling. Um, and anything more than that, he, he's Peter Principled, and good for the Lakers that he helped uh, continue their ruination for the last six years. So basically, Magic Johnson should just be like a, a formal mascot for the Lakers. Instead of putting out a statue of Magic Johnson out in front of the arena, they should just have Magic stand out there frozen. <laughs> that's good stuff that's good stuff okay well look we're we're gonna take a quick break guys we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about courtney lee with fish and you know the different options that uh they have for him but he's gonna tell us about what the mavs are actually hoping that they can do with him but stay with us we'll be right back All right, guys, we're back. Uh, we still got Fish here with us. Uh, we're going to move on to Courtney Lee now. Uh, Fish, Courtney Lee, he is set to have, uh, in the final year of his, his deal, uh, he's going to be making $12.7 million. Uh, the Mavs have options there. You know, there's been a lot of talk up to this point about the Mavs potentially stretch-waving him, which would save them roughly $8 million in cap space this summer. But, you know, I don't know how, I don't know if it's three or four years that they stretch it, but it would make it, a, you know, a four million cap hit for the following three to four years. So, uh, what, from what you've heard, I know you, you've talked about this this week, but tell us a little bit about the Mavs' plans with, with Courtney Lee or what they're hoping to do with Courtney Lee. Yeah, here's the exclusive exclusive, and you can find it on DallasBasketball.com. The Mavericks want to trade Courtney Lee, they don't want to do the stretch wave. Uh, and they want to find a trade that they think is cap advantageous. Uh, and what that means is, yeah, I'd like to trade Courtney Lee, uh, get out from under his $12 million cap ballast, and add talent. That'd be fun. And, and and maybe that's possible. Maybe there's maybe there's just the right place to do that. But even in a worst-case scenario, if they trade him away uh, and, and get out from under the $12.6 million and take back a player... Um, and obviously a legal trade that makes less or or makes you know something less and it's spread over two years or something like that they will do that uh, and and I even think you you think about throwing in pick number 37 if that's what it right. takes if, if I can get out from under 12 million dollars and what it costs me is taking on somebody's salary cap balance a little bit and then I give you 37 and that gives me enough room. The, the difference that gives me enough room to to add a player, and so we've broken down some different concepts. Uh, again, depending on if you like this player or not, isn't necessarily the answer or, or the issue. The question is how much money can you save by doing it. So we threw out the idea of Kyle Korver. Now he's thirty eight. I don't know if you like him. You think he has anything left? I think he's got. Some, yeah, I think he's got a little bit left in the tank, Matt. Yeah, I mean, he can still shoot. I mean, <laughs> and they need shooting, so. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, pretty much any anybody that can provide some per, per, 
perimeter shooting uh, would be a welcome sight, even if it, you know, he's 38, but I believe he's a he's a one year deal. Uh, I think that's right. Next year? So the, yeah. So so in, U- so in Utah, would you like pick number 37? Would that be helpful? Uh, do you go to CJ Miles is in Memphis, I believe. CJ Miles, who the, the Mavericks have always a DFW native, and the Mavericks have always kind of they flirted with him year after year after year. That's a one-year-left guy. If you swapped him from Memphis to Dallas, the Mavericks would net about $4 million in extra space. Uh, you want 37? So, so I, I get $4 million in space. I'll give you 37. I get C.J. Miles, who can who might be able to help a little bit, and, and I'm done with Courtney Lee. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a whole bunch of different ways to do this, but, but the Mavericks are absolutely trying to look at a trade of Courtney Lee that ends up lessening their cap obligation one way or the other. And I think that's very much in play really soon. Matt, are there any specific, you know, or hypothetical deals with Courtney Lee that would interest you? Anything that sheds, sheds some of that contract is fine with me. Um, Dalton and I have been having sort of an argument lately about uh, how realistic it would be to – you know, move his deal for and pick 37 for what is essentially air or maybe a a contract that you can then waive. Um, what do you think the chances are of something like that, Fish? Yeah, the Mavericks are good at that, about, about trading for air. They've done it a lot. They've probably done it more than anybody. And so uh, they're not opposed to that idea. We've also thrown out the idea that you do something like this with Cleveland, and go get go get Delhi, Delhi Vadova. Uh, that's a three million dollar net, okay. And then stretch wave him, and and you have to stretch wave less money and get him out of here. So uh, I, I think there are a lot of ideas in play. We've thrown out the idea, and this is on DB.com boards as well. Cristiano Felicio, the uh, right. I don't know why the Bulls, I don't know why why the Bulls paid him, I do not know. Because um, <laughs> they're the Bulls. <laughs> they pay him $8 million a year and he doesn't do anything and it doesn't make any sense. Do that deal and bring Felicio here, big body, doesn't matter if he can play or not, and you, you pay him the 8 and the 7 over two years instead of paying Courtney Lee the 12 over 1, and you pick up $4.5 million for the space. So I'll uh, say, this, I'll, this, is, this is very viable. I'll say this. I don't know. I mean, obviously he didn't do anything this past season, but – I remember before he got paid, Felicio, that is, I mean, I, I, I vaguely remember him balling out. So I, <laughs> there is a little something there. There's a reason he got his money when he did, but I, okay. think, I think they were a little little over-eager with how much they gave him. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're putting you down as a Felicio fan. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, I think he's – hey, he's, he's got a little bit <laughs> this of This is Dalton's new guy. Everybody, everybody listening, this no. is Dalton's new guy. Move no. over Justin Jackson. It's Cristiano Felicia. Justin Jackson's still my guy unless they do something yeah. with him. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that Matt and I we imagine that. We we argue over how realistic something is. I mean, that happens almost on a daily basis these days. But uh I mean my thing is I don't know what the chances are of the Mavs flipping Courtney Lee and the number 37 pick just to have a team, you know, absorb him into their cap space. But 
I'm just saying it's possible because if you look, and I mean, we had uh, Richard Stamen on here last week to talk about second round prospects and, you know, who he thought might be available uh, when the Mavs pick at number 37. And I mean, some of the people or some of the names that he, he listed off and talked about, you have to wonder if a team that's in a rebuilding phase and, you know, they might have cap space, but obviously they're not going to make any noise in free agency uh, given, you know, where they're at as a team. You have to wonder if a team would be willing to take on Courtney Lee for a one-year rental and have that cap space open up the next summer and they get, you know, a fringe first-round pick out of the deal. So, I mean, it, I'm, not say, I'm not saying it's likely, but, I mean, I could see where it's possible. Get her done. <laughs> uh, Matt, we're going to move on from this, and uh, I'll let you start this this one off because we had our guy Sam. Uh, he, he DM'd the, the Step Back uh, Mavs Twitter. And, by the way, guys, if you ever have any questions or uh, if you want to potentially have us answer those questions on the pod, go to at Step Back Mavs on Twitter and send us messages. We'd be glad to answer them for you. But our guy Sam, he said he grew up in Dallas and he lives in India now, so he's a loyal listener from uh, from India. And he he brought up the idea of you know potentially uh, bringing Hassan Whiteside to Dallas. And he had the trade that he presented. He he kind of presented us the framework, and then Matt kind of ran with it from there. So Matt. Uh, tell tell us what you came up with, and then I want to get Fish's thoughts on it, and then I'll add mine too. Okay, so the idea would be, um, you move Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway Jr. to Miami, and you bring back the expiring contracts of Hassan Whiteside and Goran Dragic, and um, then what that does is it clears up space for the heat immediately. Um, it brings the Mavericks in expiring money for next year, but also covers a couple of needs that they have presently on the team, you know, rebounding and shot blocking for Whiteside and a guy who can, who can roll to the rim. And then Dragic obviously is, you know, we all know what he is and his connections to Luca and all that. But then my additional part of the trade that, that Dalton and I kind of discussed later that we added onto it was, and I know we talked a little bit about, you know, we're not going to trade Dwight Powell, but in this case, it would be you trade Dwight Powell to Charlotte in a sign and trade as part of the deal with Kemba Walker so that when you have that extra $20 million in cap space left after the trade with Lee and, and, um, and Hardaway, with when they go, that leaves you twenty million in cap space. So with a sign and trade with Walker, you can still get him onto the roster and send Powell to Charlotte, and then you get everybody you want, and you have a more complete roster with flexibility, a lot of flexibility going forward the following year. Right. And then- yeah, and where 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 the Mavericks thinking on Hassan Whiteside is nowadays, I don't know. Obviously, they liked him for a minute there that summer, that Michael Connolly summer. Remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The, the plan A. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when you when the three of us were kind of texting around on this idea a couple of days ago, um, when 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 we had and then you trade Dwight Powell, that's when I put the brakes on it because that, I just don't think that part's going to happen. But the idea of finding a way to Kemba Walker, I I think is going to happen. I think that's the I do think Kemba Walker is the safest, smartest bet. And I know um, 
Morning News in particular, you know, they're doing a series. Here's why they're going to do this guy. And the next guy is, here's why they're going to do this guy. Well, that I don't know. That that's not fair. <laughs> you, yeah. you can't. You're, you you there, there's there's a lot of reasons to do a lot of guys, but but what I want to know is what do the Mavericks want to do? And I think Mark Stein is still the guy um, who nailed it best so far with the with the part of the story that he didn't write when. When he wrote that they were interested in Middleton and Kemba, what he left out, uh, as he and I have talked about, is that meant that they were leapfrogging past the three or four guys that they know they're not going to get. And and then here, here comes Middleton, who, and I know you guys have talked about it and written about it, that's a max guy in Milwaukee, so they should keep him. And to me, that leaves us with Kemba in one form or another. Right. Yeah. And right. I, sorry. And one more part of the idea for me is is another another thing that would bring the heat into it and, and give them a little bit more incentive is to throw in a couple of future second round picks because as Dalton mentioned earlier when we were texting, they're a pick starved team. So I mean they're not they're not set up to go chase free agents. They want to get out from under a bunch of cap space and they want to start acquiring picks and getting some young talent. So that would be a way for them to do that while shipping out two guys who have big contracts that are kind of holding them down. Yeah. Uh, we, we, let's, let's file away and kind of ask around on some aspects of this. You know, we're, we're trying to find tricky ways to get Kemba Walker. Uh, I, I don't think, uh, until Goran Dragic makes his decision, I don't think his decision is made, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you yes. know, there's, again, there's reports, very credible reports from the Miami Herald saying that, that he's staying in Miami, and I, I'll, I'll buy that. Um, but again, not only is he Luca's idol, but I believe he's represented by Bill Duffy, who is Luca's agent. So Bill Duffy gave the interview, I think, to Brad Townsend in the morning news, in which he referred to the Mavericks as "we." Now we're going to, we are going to get going on building this now. This is the agent talking, <laughs> right? And, Part and, of the fam. Yeah, and so who is Bill Duffy? more obliged to build a team around now Drogic in Miami or Luca in Dallas yeah yeah definitely Luca and see look yeah, that, so, the, so the we is Dallas and the thing I really liked about the I, I mean I don't I, I kind of have mixed feelings on Hassan Whiteside at this point the only reason that you know that trade interests me is because one he's on a He's going to be on an expiring deal, a big expiring deal, similar to how DeAndre Jordan was this past season. Uh, he immediately feels a need. You know, you, they need help, some help rebounding. Uh, so he feels that need. He can block shots. You know, he's a force when he's engaged. Uh, he just hasn't seemed engaged on a nightly basis. Uh, yeah. So he, I, I think you're. I think that pegs it. I don't think he tries very hard. Yeah. But you know, even if even if the Mavs do get Kemba, and I mean, I, I feel I feel really confident uh, about the Mavs, you know, chances of getting. And I'm not just get if it was any other situation, you know, like it was if it was Dame Lillard in Portland, or if it was you know some some other point guard that's in a better situation. I I mean, I, I would I would be more. I guess I'd be more pessimistic about it than I am this, but I, I just kind of feel like that uh, that Dallas is a really good 
situation for Kimba, it automatically it would be the best supporting cast he's ever had in his career. I, I think we all think that with no question. But I don't know. I I have a I have a feeling that you know this might be the year that they actually break through and get the the big name free agent that they want. My thing is, if they get Kimba, I, I do think they need to add uh, some rebounding in there. Or whether it comes from a wing position or a, another center or, or whatever, I, I think they need to address that next. Uh, I do agree, um, but I I think we have to be patient too. I mean, I'd like to like you mean you mean like next after Kemba, like the next day is what you're wanting, and well, you know it might have to it might have to be in February. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'm for the best player who wants to come here. That's what I'm for. Uh, and I don't know what they would do. If Jimmy Butler said, called Cuba and said, hey, I, by the way, I want to come to Dallas, I don't know what the Mavericks would do. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't think they would be completely in love with the idea, but I, I don't, you can't, do you say no? It's hard. How do you, how do you say no? It's yeah, hard to it's say hard no. Too. But Kemba, Kemba's had eight years there, and it hadn't worked. And I, I think, again, this system is set up so you don't leave. The system is set up so you make more money with your present employer and all that. So, so leaving is still relatively rare if you look at the body of work of the NBA. But, uh, but Kemba leaving Charlotte works for me. Yeah, yeah, Matt. What, what are your? I know, like you've been, you, you said it on Twitter earlier, Matt. But under certain situations, you've kind of softened your stance on Kemba. You're more you're more open to the idea of him in Dallas. So I'm just wondering, like, let's wipe the white side stuff that we've talked about off the off the board for a second. What are what's another scenario you'd be okay with? Like, who are some uh, supporting players you would be okay with uh, coming along to Dallas with Kimba? Well, I think the first person you have to look at is Patrick Beverly. Um, I think he's gettable for not a huge amount of money, you know, considering what he's making right now in the situation that he's in. Um, so my, my whole thing is with Kimba is I want to, I want to make sure that if he's coming, that you have enough pieces around him that the Mavericks can still be a successful basketball team. Cause I don't, I don't think that necessarily like that it necessarily means that they have to be, you know, um, completely locked up in their flexibility like I there's there's and that's what that's where these trades come in is there has to be ways to maneuver things around whether it it comes through maybe a sign and trade of Kimba so you can go over the cap or whatever it is to make to secure a better roster going forward in the next year because we all I mean I think we're all in agreement that they're not they're done tanking they're they're done they're they're done with all that they want to compete their goal is the playoffs and in the west you have to hit a home run if you're going to make the playoffs it's not easy so they can't, in my opinion, just bring in Kemba, maybe a couple of guy on vet minimums and in a, a mid level exception to get to that point. There's not enough on the roster for that to be a successful thing. So if you go about it making a trade, it doesn't necessarily have to be this one, obviously. But if you go about to where you can you can make a trade or two and have a little bit more maneuverability, then that's something I think they should definitely look at. There's there's one that we were talking about earlier, uh, Dalton, where with Cleveland. And I'll let you explain that one because I don't remember the exact um, the exact pieces of it. But that's another one where you're adding you're adding 
a solid contributor, you're adding flexibility and you're adding cap room and then you can still maneuver and make moves and, you know, and be a more complete roster. As far as Cleveland goes, you know, you could potentially have a trade where, uh, and shout out to Blake, by the way, who's the one who brought this to our attention. Yeah. Swish Nelson on, on Twitter. He's, he's got a lot of, a lot of Mavs opinions on, on Twitter. Uh, but anyway, his trade, he, he said Dallas trades, uh, uh, THJ. So Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, Justin Jackson, and pick number 37 to Cleveland for Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith. And at first I was like, eh, I don't, I don't know about that. But then he, he said, uh, Mavs get a rebounding big on an expiring deal and wave Smith to clear an additional $12 million for a total of over fifty-two million in cap space, and I did the math yeah. on that, and that, you know, that works out. Cavs get a young player and a pick, and uh, you know, we, the Mavs get a rebounding big that uh, can help them out in that department, and they don't have to keep J.R. Smith. So that 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 one really intrigued me. Uh, I told Matt the only thing I'm hesitant on is that means Chloe Kardashian is coming back to Dallas, and <laughs> you know that that didn't work yeah. out. That didn't work out too well the first time, but what are your thoughts on something like that, Fish? Well, the J.R. Smith thing freaks people out until you explain what it means. Yeah, you're not you're not really trading for J.R. Smith, uh, as, as you are alluding to. You you get his contract for little, and you get the benefits of it for big. And I, I think there's a limited number of teams that could even do anything like that. And the Mavericks are one of them. So again, um, I, I don't know about the Tristan Thompson part of it. I, I'm you're making a Kardashian joke, but I'm kind of serious about it. It 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 does turn it does turn you into a circus. Yeah, it it, it really does. It, and um, the, the Cowboys over the years have been able to endure some of that circusy stuff uh, because they're that way anyway. Uh, the, the normal franchise, I mean, the Lamar Odom thing, and again, I'm not saying this was his or her fault. She probably did as good a job as she could keep it together, frankly. She was probably the one waking him up at 7.34 saying, hey, by the way, honey, you have a game across the street in a minute. Maybe yeah. you should go. Um, but but the, the I, I, just, I just don't know. Listen, the Mavericks are trying to stay on the straight and narrow to such a degree that they're getting ready, rid of the Mavs dancers. Yeah. So if, if we can't have Mav dancers, I don't know that we could have Kardashians. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, it, whether it, whether it's her fault or not, and it's not, it's not just her either, but like all the Kardashians, it just, it, that, that seems to be a real, a real curse yeah. thing in the NBA. So <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I want a Kardashian within shouting distance of Luca. Oh man! Well, and, that, and so again, we're we're being funny, but we're also serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that keeping up with the Kardashian show, you you will have to be on that show. Yep. If you're if you're in that family, uh, um, they just named their kid. What they named their kid? Some. They just named their kid. This is Kim and Kanye. They just is it a boy or a girl? Boy. They I don't just know. named their baby son <laughs> Psalm. Now, do you want me to spell that for you? Because because when I just say it, when I just say it on the radio, it doesn't sound so bad. Psalm is in the Bible. P S A L M. They just named their baby Psalm. 
<laughs> I don't even. It's got to be the first. It's, you can't pronounce it. The baby, you can't spell it. You can't pronounce it. It's. I, I don't know that Kim and Kanye are the most biblical people. That there you go. I think that's the only person in the history of the world named Psalm. Very well, maybe. And you would have to have Luca on camera cuddling Psalm. No, I'm out. Yeah. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Cuban would probably say if we presented that's that right. to him. <laughs> well, look, that fish. We really appreciate you coming on and talking with us as always. Uh, I'm sure as we get closer to uh, to free agency, like the week before when the draft is going on and all that, we'll we'll try to have you back on here and see what else is going on and in, in the Mavs world as we uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. Free agency should well, be fun this year, so. And I'm told that in the coming weeks, uh, the Step Back podcast will have two gigantic Mavericks guests on. And so, uh, I mean, I mean, even bigger than me and Skinway put together <laughs> times 100. So uh, so we're looking forward to that. You guys do an outstanding job, obviously, not not only uh, with your passion, but also um, n- nobody's more informed than, than you boys are. So I appreciate it. We, we appreciate you coming on. And. Again, like Fish said, we plan on having some big guests uh, coming on before free agency and even later on into the summer, so you guys stay tuned. So, Fish, we appreciate it. Uh, We'll talk to you later. All right, boys. Thanks, Fish. All right, there goes Fish, Matt, splashing into the night. He's gone. He'll be back soon. (laughs) He'll be back soon, though, with with some insider information later on in the summer, I'm sure, but... Uh, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the Step Back Mavs Podcast. We appreciate you guys coming on here every week. Uh, as always, just remember to like, rate, and subscribe. That really helps us out. Tell your friends about us if they're Mavs fans. Uh, so, uh, again, we really appreciate it. Thank you guys for all the support. Matt? Yes, and if you feel like um, you know supporting us on Patreon, you can do that as well, or on our on our anchor profile. Um, it just it, you know it helps keeps us go- keep us going and helps us to uh, continue to grow and evolve as a podcast. So, um, if you'd like to do that, you can check out our anchor profile or go to patreon.com uh, slash stepbackmavs. Um, you know, there's there's no benefits as of now, but we just you know we appreciate the support and um, we appreciate every listener, and uh, hopefully we'll have some pretty good stuff coming up for you soon on DallasBasketball.com as well. So uh, just keep an eye out for all of our work there. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on DallasBasketball.com. Uh, we've got some some really interesting stuff coming up as as we get closer to free agency. Uh, I've been messing around with the uh, you know whether the Mavs should kick the tires on DeAndre Jordan again for the right price and if he would even be interested in coming back to Dallas. Uh, So just stuff like that. And it's going to get better and better as we get deeper into the summer. So, guys, again, we appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for coming in every week and listening to us. And we're going to keep trying to give do our best to bring you the best Dallas Mavericks content we know how. So thanks again. You guys have a good week. I'm wild, but yeah, I'm the GOAT. This game get cold. Yeah, you minded the coach. Your friends turn into your foe. But I'ma just roll. Gotta keep rolling your boat. Yeah, I swear I give them hope. I say I'm cleaner than the soap. This time of year proves who a really single float. For yeah, real. it's the Mavericks. All about action. Don't do no action. No Samuel Jackson. Dirk at the ball. You know that it's magic. Post move deadly. Yeah, get tragic. Yeah, it's the Mavericks. All about action. Don't do no action. No Samuel Jackson. Dirk at the ball. You know that it's magic. Post move deadly. Yeah, get tragic. You know, it is.
game, it's a lot of grit, you know what I'm saying? Proves who has integrity. Late nights, early mornings, but we all want the trophy at the end of the day. And that's the beauty of this game, because at the end of the day, only the real gonna float, man, for real. You either sink or you float, only the real gonna float. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G, because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters, the more your network matters, the more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.